takes me back. Listen to that. Bagpipes. Well, that could only mean one thing. Scotland. And in this case, Glasgow. Welcome to Sigma Sports presents Matt Stevens Unplugged. Title is already too long. UCI World Championships Glasgow 2023 special. Which is where this very special podcast has been recorded. Seems like we only do specials now, but there are plenty of regular podcasts in the pipeline, so do not worry about that. It's like a big summer special. Like uh, when you're in a car with your family as a kid and you stop off at a service station to get some boiled sweets and a... A Wizard and Chips summer special. <laughs> Do you remember Wizard and Chips? Silence. Anyway, I've been at the UCI World Championships where I was making content for Zwift, but I had my trusty portable podcast recorder there too, where I gathered lots of clips to document my experience from the inner circle. It has been incredible. So many events, indoors, outdoors, people riding bikes on their own, people riding bikes with footballs on roads, trails, tracks, the lot, even in the air. So, grab some iron brew, maybe a morning roll or a tonics tea cake. I'm trying to avoid the battered Mars bar cliche here. So, basically, grab some kind of Scottish sustenance, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Glasgow World's Special. Stone Circle is back in June 2024. Forget your Glastonbury's and your Coachella's. This is the Midsummer Festival every gravel rider needs on their calendar. With three awesome routes, 55k, 155k and 220k's, there really is something for everyone. There's also a campsite with showers, hot food, cold beer, an optional fancy dress hill climb and lots of other fun stuff to make it the best weekend of 2024. Prices from £55. Book Stone Circle today at hotchili.com and get a fiver off with the code PODCAST5. Hot Chili is spelled H-O-T-C-H-I-L-L-E and .com is spelled full stop C-O-M. The 2023 UCI World Championships were the first of their kind for a few reasons. It was the first time the World Championships were held in Scotland, and it was the first time to feature a record 13, yes, 13 different cycling disciplines in a sort of mega event. This, in my script, is written in block capitals, and it deserves it. Or many people are actually calling it the Super Worlds as well. Mega or super, it doesn't matter. There was road racing, track cycling, BMX, mountain bike, indoor cycling, and more. It was an utterly brilliant occasion, and one that will happen now every four years, which coincides nicely with mental preparations for the Olympic Games. Now, my first set of clips comes from the streets of Glasgow, where the finishing circuit of the junior women's road race took place. Right, we're at the Worlds. Uh, in the middle of Glasgow, the women's junior road race has just started, uh, and I'm with a few reprobates, uh, basically just a load of people from the cycling world. Uh, generally, what happens at these big events is that all the people uh, who've been knocking about for years come out of the woodwork, and we just go for a few pints and do some driving and, and stuff like that. And one of those people, well, there's Dave Povel, who's basically using the road as a bed. He's looking a little bit too casual for my liking, I'll be honest with you. And then you've got uh, Mr. Mr. Sedine of Downing. And as he's nearer to me, uh, so yeah, uh, he's backing away from the mic. Uh, that's a bit worrying. And he's doing it again. He's, uh, hello, Matt. Uh, hello. So, Dino, in, well, as, as long or as short as you can, but bear in mind the race finishes soon, this is cracking, isn't it? Yeah, it's mega, yeah. It's great for, for it, to the worlds to be in Glasgow. So 
But yeah, we're here just hanging around. We're all like guest car driving, so UCI yeah. guest car driving, sponsor driving. Um, so we get to take guests around the circuit for a lap. Maybe see the race, maybe not. Um, but yeah, that's what we're all hanging around for, to meet our guests and get on the road and do a lap. I'm not being funny. Have you got sick bags in the car? Because <laughs> put anybody in the back on this circuit, I mean, it is like, I mean, I've got Tim Harris, king of the Kermesses back in the day, um, and basically anything to do with cycling. Tim, what do you think of the circuit, mate? Because it is... It's, 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 it's quite complicated. I can't quite get my head around it yet. It's an interesting circuit. That's what we can say. It's like... Uh, <laughs> That's what we can say. That's what we can say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun, really, isn't it? It's I a fun circuit. I wouldn't even say it's a Kermis. I'd say it's a Criterion with hills in for 270 k's tomorrow. Yeah, it, feel, it has a feel of a, of, a, of a tour series round, but like slightly, but like slightly bigger and more bloated. I remember in the day we did a Criterion round here, actually on this corner. And uh, up the up that hill rather than oh, down. Oh, Kellogg's, wasn't Kellogg's, it? Kellogg's, yeah, we did a Kellogg's uh, race here, around here. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, that was an hour race. So for, for these long races, yeah, it's going to be really, really hard. So well, I think whatever happens, we'll have a worthy world champion because, and really, to be able to ride this circuit, you've got to be a very, very good rider. So uh, the best rider will still win at whatever the circuit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as a fair, I think it's going to suit multidiscipline riders, isn't it? Like the crossers... People who can ride crits, cross riders, because uh, it's just so punchy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. If you look, well, I mean, if you look at like the best classics riders anyway, really, Van Aert, Van der Poel, Pidcock's a shame he's not here because yeah. I think he's a massive missed opportunity of here because I think he could have been one of the top favourites. Um, but yeah, it will, it will suit cross riders and punchy, punchy guys, Pedersen as well, of course. What about back in the day, was it would it be a circuit for you, Tim? Uh, not really, no. Not really, no. Uh, quick, quick final word from from Dave, Davy P. Um, I'm just having to stoop down. So if the if my kind of my uh, yeah my raid, I'm, I'm cr- crouching down. Are you all right down there, mate? I'm fine, thank you, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nothing to do and all day to do it at the moment. It's one of those things, isn't it? You, 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 so when are you going to drop in? Um, we're just waiting on the guests to be introduced to each of the drivers. Um, and then depending on the status of the race, we may be able to drop in behind the breakaway. Yeah. Uh, we might have to drop in behind the first part of the bunch, yeah. or we may have to drop in behind the convoy. It's, it's an element of playing it by ear, and each of the guys driving is pretty experienced. But from, from what I can see, it's, it's about being as relaxed as you can as well, From you know, if that's, if that's not too unfair to say. Well, we got that dialed, haven't we? <laughs> totally got that dialed. <laughs> well, there we are. We're on a, an open corner. It's a great atmosphere here. I'm going to go and buzz around and do some other stuff. But cheers, cheers, folks. I'm here uh, at the top. What's this hill called, Ewan? Montrose. Montrose Hill, 13%. Good, good skills. Montrose Hill. It's only short, but it's really steep. Junior women's race split to pieces. Got Jake across the other side. We were on the ground working for Zwift. Uh, on this one but no the, the, the field is decimated it's probably a lead group of about 25 riders left uh, wonderful atmosphere on the climb as you'd expect and really good crowds for uh, for the uh, this, the first first road race the junior women's road race men's uh, r- r- junior road races later on but it's been I've been stopped by lots of people having lots of nice conversations and um, this is just going to get bigger and bigger you've been in the world before haven't you or have you I've been to one you, you nodded and it was a pod uh, yeah, just for the visual listeners, um, yeah, one, Harrogate. Of course, epic, wasn't it? It was wet, but it was good. Yeah, it was, It was. hopefully, the, well, let's not talk about the weather, let's not spoil it. But anyway, here you go. here's a bit of atmosphere for you. Woo! Up, up, up. 
Well, the first of the road race has just finished, uh, won by a young French woman. Uh, amazing ride, solo ride. Cat Ferguson, second place. We're just standing. We literally came out of the Rafa Cafe, me and Ewan and, and Jake. Well, we, the guys were filming and um, finished in front of us, saw the finish line, and then the celebrations of the French and then the, dis, the, the subsequent and contrasting disappointment of the young British women who'd, uh, who'd just finished. Um, and the bar's been set really high. We Zoe Baxter winning back-to-back. Uh, multiple medals over the years uh, and they were clearly disappointed with, with the second place and so and also like you and seriously what can you see in front the, a lot of riders are in quite a state of deep distress aren't they they've clearly gone super deep I think there's been a few tanks emptied um, and we're currently looking at yeah quite a few riders on their backs trying to take in what's happened yeah they certainly are uh, but no I think that gives us a real indication of what this course is going to be like for the road events obviously there's a lot more on offer this week uh, multiple disciplines, um, of course. Uh, Jake's just hanging around, drinking a, a, a flat white. Um, we eventually got into the Rafa Cafe. Um, yeah, it's that, that's it. That's the first race done. Next up is the Junior Men and maybe a bit BMX as well. So, yeah, this is going to be a, a tough, attritional, very difficult circuit. Made even more challenging in the last couple of laps by the addition of some Scottish rain. Julie Bigger was the name of the French rider I was searching for there, so apologies there. Uh, winner of the 2023 rainbow jersey for the women's junior road race. It was a superb race, and the first time, of course, we got to see how racing would potentially be conducted or indeed unfurl on that particular finishing circuit. It was clearly attritional, super, super te technical, and very, very hard. Um, and it really certainly was food for thought for what was to come a little bit later on. Now, that the finishing circuit was the same that the elite men would tackle as well. In fact, all of the road races would be on that finishing circuit right in the very heart of Glasgow. And it was already making headlines for being incredibly tough and very unforgiving, especially in the wet. But the threat of heavy showers didn't stop the crowds from flocking to the roadside, especially on Montrose Street, which I reckoned on my Brompton. Well, a little bit out of breath. We were uh, just on a couple of recons of uh, Montrose Road or Montrose Street, Montrose Avenue, which is one of the steep climbs on the circuit uh, on the Brompton. Jake and Ewan were filming me. Crowds are amazing. I've been stopped for a lot of, a lot of little conversations with people. Uh, atmosphere is building. Lots and lots of people here. Just a lovely, happy atmosphere. Although, at the time of recording this, the race has been stopped. Um, by protesters so there's a little bit of a delay so I think I provided a little bit of a relief for some of the fans assembled on this climb um, and it's yeah there's a, a sense of uh, just a waiting sense now but now I've had a brilliant morning so far had a good light uh, last night at Zwift interviewed Axel Merckx which was good interesting chat with him and Will Tibble the lad who just won the, the scratch race his first attempt at the senior world championships and uh Ended up winning, so had a chat with him at Rural Alive, and then got beaten by Jake by one second in the Zwift racing. Anyway, so we're waiting for the, the men to arrive, and we'll try and capture a bit of the atmosphere for you um, if you didn't manage to get down to Glasgow. But um, clouds are looming overhead. There might be some rain later, but right now it's a lovely day, and I've already had a nice, um, 
uh, a nice cup of tea from Greg's, which is handily placed on the circuit. Well, we've got, oh no, two hours to go, the World Road Race Championships. That's the, right, that's a bit far away really, but there's a rider out the back. Uh, we're in the buses. I've just, I've just signed somebody's leg. A lovely bloke called Stu, all dressed in a, in a kilt. Let's walk where we go to find some food. Um, asked me to sign his leg and he's going to get it tattooed, which I've never had before. Um, so, good old Jake filmed it. He said that's going to be great content. I'm, un- I'm unsure, but I think it'll be brilliant. Uh, but importantly, and quite incredibly, uh, and this wasn't even planned, uh, producer Niall. Yeah, hello. L- live and in the pod and not in a separate room. In real life, I could physically touch you, Matt. He's touching Half me, done. just to make sure, yeah. Half done, just to make sure that I'm not dreaming. And yeah, I'm here. I'm in Glasgow. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's, uh, well, we're in a little safe haven now. We're walking in like a little vacuum in between the, the, uh, the buses and the start, the finish, or the finish area. Niall was at the start in Edinburgh. Um, and describe what you've seen so far at the finish here uh, uh, as, well, as an Irishman. Well, I, I can't... I'd like to call you a Scot, but you live in Edinburgh now. I thought, no, he's Irish. Oh, the lines blur. I am... Um, <laughs> I came out of the train station and I spent a good 20 minutes waiting to cross the road. The, the crowds are that deep. I was crossing the road with uh, regular human beings, superhumans, also known as pro riders, and uh, all kinds of people just waiting to cross the street. So I saw that and then I went to the top of Montrose Street or Montrose oh, Climb Hall. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of an atmosphere up there. It's, it's, it's cracking. I've, I, I had a pun top there earlier on. Um, uh, sort of another rider just coming by actually. I think that's uh, Michael Matthews. Yeah, Michael, mate. Whew. Michael Matthews, just a uh, friend of the pod. Of the pod yeah. Uh, yeah, looking at... He was in the front group. Up, just This is just nuts. But there's still about four laps to go, I think. We're going to grab a bit of food, and then we're going to do a bit of a final update once this race finishes. But as Niall described, this place is absolutely banging. It's it, The race, I can only describe it as a giant criterium, yeah. uh, uh, but with a, a bonkersly enthusiastic and quite wonderfully kind-hearted crowd. Um, but this... This race is yet to be decided. I'm good. good. Well, we are... uh, We're not, believe it or not, we're not on the finish line, but we nearly are. Uh, this is the situation. Um, oh! Van der Poel! Van der Poel has crashed live on the podcast. He's back up. He's back up. He needs to keep going. Scenes. Incredible scenes here. Wow. What just happened? Still got a lap to go. He's still got half a minute. Oh, Jesus wept. He's well, this is amazing. So we're in, we're in uh, Alley Alley Alley, uh, which is a little cafe right on the finish line. Been, I've just bought a beer with producer Niall uh, and uh, Jake. Here we go. Look, look at the replay. Let's have a look at this. Oh, the back wheel goes, shoe down. You see the dab, though, the immediate dab. This is just incredible. But he's up and running, and who knows what's going to happen now. Uh, flipping it. I'm here with Ben Wiggins on the finish line. Matthew van der Poel. 
I mean, okay, you still got three k to go, Ben, but it's just nuts in the way you, what, what he's capable of, especially after that crash. I know. I mean, he's going to look so cool with it crossing the line with his with his uh, <laughs> shorts ripped. He's going to be like a hero. But he is a hero. He is. To, um, but like. I don't, know. I don't know why people question whether he's the best rider in the world or not, and he just pulls stunts like this. I know. He's done it three times now this year in the three biggest races. So I know it's incredible, mate. It's yeah, incredible. Saying you weren't doing going so well in the tour, but like you know, yeah. well, if you're saving yourself for the worlds to do this, then I'm sure you can worth it, sacrifice it? it for a year. Definitely worth it. Just give us one line about what it was like to ride the worlds, mate. Your first worlds. Oh, it was uh, some amazing experience. Uh, it didn't, it, it, didn't, it didn't go great, the race, uh, you know, with the nature of the circuit. Obviously, if, if, you had, if you had any sort of problem, it was over for you, but the crowds are amazing, you know, riding up Montrose Street and that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the time trial on Friday. So. Good stuff, mate. Well, let's just uh, hold our breaths. Uh, and I think for cycling, let's hope that Van der Poel doesn't come to grief in the last 2K. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is building up to be something pretty magnificent. Tali Pugac just embracing Mads Pedersen there at the finish line. Riding off in their separate directions. Walvanar also just a melee of, uh, well, of exhausted riders. Incredible scenes here. Well, there you go. There you go, Ben. That was that. He wrapped it up, didn't he? He did. He did. <laughs> what, what, what a king, honestly. What, what a... What, Brilliant stuff. Words, honestly. Well, how do you describe that? It's proper emotion, wasn't it? I know. I mean, and to be here as well to watch it. Anyway, mate, I'll, I'll leave it to it. Take care. Yes, Catch you soon. You. The elite men's road race was absolutely insane. Um, that clip from the cafe where Van der Poel crashed summed up the atmosphere in Glasgow. And it was like that everywhere, right in the centre. It was, it was awesome. And when you heard the roar at the finish when Van der Poel crossed the line, that was super, super special. I think it's fair to say that was one of the most exhilarating, exciting, brutally hard races um, in the world that we've seen for many, many years. Uh, Mads Pedersen, of course, who won the race four years ago, was it three years ago now? And Harrogate summed it up by saying that was one of the hardest or the, the hardest race that he has ever ridden. Um, even Tali Pogaccia said we, we could have had two laps less and it would have been the same result. Well, I don't think I've ever seen so many riders utterly drained and one in particular Alberto Betiol who chipped away ridden a really aggressive race tried to anticipate what was going to happen put himself up in front uh, only got caught with about two I think it was two two and a half laps to go um, he ended up still finishing I think it was fifth or sixth crossed the line and for about 20 minutes just sat with lay on the tarmac with his singular soigneur um, and eventually when he did managed to stand up he got a second roar from the crowd and actually gave a little wave to the crowd who'd just been watching him sat there almost motionless um, yeah a brutal brutal course and a worthy winner and and what a podium as well my next reportage comes from beautiful sterling where i popped over for the women's elite time trial and ended up chasing my videographers jake and a very sweaty ewan up a hill Thursday, it's the day of the women's elite time trial, and me and Jake are just stood behind the scenes. We've seen Chloe Dygart 
getting her bike prepped and uh, looking pensive just directly um, across from me understandably so because it is the start of a very hard effort is friend of the pod Cecilia Ludwig who will be off very shortly lots of riders warming up actually we've got some pretty decent access actually on the ground here um, I don't think I've ever been in have been able to get so backstage at such a big time trial but yeah got the Canyon bike next to the Lapierre bike of two of the race favourites um, now I think that Chloe Dygart is going to win this one hey up, bud. Um, and she is off very very shortly but she is the, the, along with Marlon Royce she is the hot hot favourite um, but yeah it's really humid here because one of the riders from Poland actually with an ice vest it's like very very close it's going to be a hot TT and I'm just looking over my shoulder and I can see Stirling Castle that's where the finish is so uh, yeah it's um, you can sort of really feel the tension here Right, we're at the scene. We're just yomping. Actually, let's have a word with this gentleman. Hello, sir. Um, you're from the Ugandan cycling team, yes, yeah? Yes, yes, and we're sir. walking, we're at Stirling Castle, aren't we? Yeah. Are you enjoying your time in Scotland? Really, really, I'm enjoying. This is a very good time. Uh, the weather is good. My cycle is very, very strong. And I think she's going to win. That is the attitude that we want. Yes, uh, what was your name, sir? My name is Sam. I'm the chief of the Michaud Uganda team. Fantastic. And what's the name of the rider that you're hoping to win today? She's called Florence Nakagwa. That's brilliant. Well, we wish her all the best. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm just glad they're not riding up here. Yes. <laughs> so basically, we're walking up what can only be described. Well, it's just a... Well, behind me is Jake. I get yeah, Jake to describe. That, uh, that, that member of the... Well, of the, the management team... He might be fisting than the riders because he's basically yomped off at high speed, hasn't he? He has his... Uh, his well, yeah, he's, he looked behind him, checked to see if there was anyone uh, looking, and I think there was a, a slight uh, lapping concentration, and he just, he just went. He just went, and, and also, other news just in, Ewan, who's a couple of steps ahead, has made an awful mistake, and he's got a full cotton sweat jersey on. He's refusing to take it off underneath. He's a belligerent um, in his stance on that, but he's going to be a very sweaty young man at the top of this climb. Right. We might be nearly at altitude, actually. I'm just going to mic off, but we can head into the top of the castle. This is like a little adventure. Well, look at that. I must admit, I'm feeling a little bit chuffed with myself. I finally got a prediction right. Friend of the pod, Chloe Dygart, romped home to claim her second elite women's individual time trial champions jersey. Um, and when you look at the trajectory, or not even the trajectory, the route um, to this second rainbow jersey, it's nothing short of incredible. Of course, Chloe Dygart crashed horribly in 2020 at the World Championships in Italy and basically completely cut her thigh muscle um, in two and spent the next 18 months to two years recuperating and recovery. Nothing short of miraculous, actually. Um, so fair play to her. And she didn't, she rode it subpar. She was a little bit under un undercooked, had a little bit of a cold, apparently, um, when she started the event, but still managed to win by six seconds. Uh, and that toll of, of, the, of the effort in that time trial meant she didn't actually manage to start the women's road race a few days later, which was a big shame. But no, she has got the rainbow bands for another year. Hot Chili's London to Paris gravel adventure is a breathtaking three-day ride that will stay with you forever. Trundle down towpaths, cruise across farm tracks, meander through woodlands and take in the scenery on a route that's almost entirely off-road all the way from the Thames to the Seine. In fact, the route into Paris was designed by Sofiane Sahili, the king of French gravel, so you can be confident it's the best possible off-road route to the Eiffel Tower. 
The Hot Chili Ride Captains will be there to show you the way whilst the experienced event crew look after everything else so you can relax and truly enjoy the adventure. Treat yourself to a well-earned massage at lunch or at the end of each day. Then relax over dinner and get a good night's kip at three-star and four-star hotels. Make September 2024 the highlight of your calendar and head to hotchili.com to find out more about the hot chili difference. Psst, podcast listeners can get 50 quid off entry. Just use the code PODCAST50 at the checkout, but don't tell anyone that doesn't listen to the podcast, okay? Now, next up, I went on a musty bus to Glentress to watch the elite cross-country Olympic distance mountain biking for women. Right, um, final weekend of uh, bicycle racing, and we are, me and Jake are on a shuttle bus in Glentress to head to the mountain biking. Uh, the women's cross-country Olympic distance race is on, is happening at the moment. Now, um, We've got to get there, film a little bit, and come back. So it's going to be a flying visit to the uh, to the mountain biking, um, and the people are just we're on an old, quite an old-fashioned bus that smells. It reminds me of my youth as I was when I was a kid, going to like museums on buses when you had a packed lunch. It smells like a bus, doesn't it? I, I don't think the bus is that old. But it smells like a bus, though, doesn't it? I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that old, but it's 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 old. It feels old. It, it doesn't feel old enough to be remind you of when you were... Is. Okay. It still does, though. Without the little ashtrays. Remember the little ashtrays in the front that would... Yeah. And the toilet. The toilet that, you like, whenever you use it, they would go around a 90-degree corner at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, and you'd sort of bang your head or something. But it's, yeah, I didn't... Yeah, that's, they're quite good fun. But luckily, I use a portaloo. So we're now off. There's a dog on board. Uh, there's a baby. Um, and actually, it's quite a wide bus. There's, like, three seats. Then the aisle, then two seats. Um, so if, if this was a plane, I guess what would it be? Seven, seven, three, seven. One of the one of the sevens. One of the sevens, like a medium-sized seven. Anyway, um, the rain started to fall. I'm still in my t-shirt. It's very strange weather from a temperature perspective, but hopefully we'll catch the uh, the race. Uh, it's quite exciting actually. Amazing scenes here at the uh, cross country. The elite women's. Second and third place rider, just sorry, third and fourth place rider going through. Pauline Peron Provo is just nailing it. Keller rolls through with Peter C. Such a cool location, it really, really is. Real buzz. Well, here's Evie Richards coming through, chucks a beat on to the side of the road. Listen to the crowd for Evie Richards here. Come on, Evie. Come on, Evie. Come on, Evie. Brilliant stuff. Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I said brilliant a lot, but it's because it is. Well, Pauline Ferron Provo has just crossed the line. I've lost my fluffy bit on the end of the microphone, so excuse me if the, uh, the sound has changed a little bit. But Pauline Ferron Provo has taken another world title. Uh, absolutely a superb, dominating ride. She's lifting her bike aloft in the rain. So moody here, but absolutely brilliant. Congratulations to Pauline Ferrand-Provo, a brilliant 
dominant performance by her. Uh, Cross country is a lot of fun to watch because there are so many laps of the circuit. And if you pick a good spot, which we managed to do, it's really impressive watching the skills on show as well. Um, basically, you could see the racing happening further away. Um, it was a beautiful location as well. Lots of things to do in between at the races. A very different atmosphere to what, you, what we were experiencing in the centre of Glasgow, but the spirit of the worlds lived on there, but in a completely different way. But a super challenging circuit, a fast circuit, but very technical, but a dominant performance by Pauline Ferrand-Provost. Um, yet another rainbow jersey for her. And uh, Evie Richards, great performance by Evie to, to finish again inside the top 10. No medal for Evie on this occasion. Of course, she has been the world champion in the past, but the reception that she got every time she passed by the finishing line was amazing. And then later that afternoon, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Tom Pidcock's win because we hot-footed it back into Glasgow again. But you do have to mention um, this was the main focal point of Tom Pidcock's season, even bigger um, by his account than anything else. Singular focus of getting the right fitness levels for the World Championship mountain biking. And he did it again in dominant fashion, paced himself back onto the league group um, after a first couple of laps uh, and then just rode away um, and uh, to a magnificent win. Although he nearly crashed on the finish line, didn't he? Because he had a Leeds um flag caught in his face which could have been rather embarrassing but no chapeau to tom pickcock right next up jake and i chatted about the lack of merchandise on offer just outside the emirates stadium um cheekily i'd managed to purchase a very rare piece of merchandise a, a cow's face as a hat now don't please don't be alarmed sounds a lot worse than it was but the merch was of such a high quality there was hardly any left at the end of the week anyway um we're outside the Sir Chris Hoy Velodrome and the Emirates Arena, as I just said, where we went in to witness Cycle Ball for the very first time. Okay, just been speaking for <laughs> nearly a minute with Jake. Uh, uh, anyway, we're recording now. We are at the out the indoor cycling arena. Um, yesterday we were at the mountain biking, which was great fun. Also caught the end of the under-23s road race, which was electrifying. A lot of running in between. But me and Jake have just experienced, for the first time in our lives, cycle ball. Um, Jake, can you briefly explain it? Because it's... I actually really had a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. But um, actually, it was yeah, it was very entertaining. And um, yeah, they were doing like stepovers with the wheels and like, you know, scoring goals in the top, top bins. And it was, yeah, it was pretty pretty impressive and the, the crowd was going mental like really like a proper like a football crowd with like horns and stuff and foam fingers hats all sorts um again apologies if there's a bit of wind i've dropped i've lost my muff thing that goes over the top so what i'm gonna i'm gonna just dash inside capture the essence of what it's all about um so you can get a sense of uh, how actually how bonkersly brilliant it is sport the kind of thing that you think might have been invented by kids or grown-up kids which is basically adults so to be honest it might have been invented by anyone you know what i mean but it was bonkersly cool i didn't really know what to expect i'd obviously seen pictures seen a few videos of what was going on but um the venue was sold out apparently weeks before 
you couldn't get any hands on in tickets for the cycle ball. Um, but it was amazing. The riders came on through a glittery archway to techno music or disco music with spotlights following them around. Um, that The announcer who was commentating on the race was constantly urging the crowd to get behind the riders, not that they needed to. Or is it players? Maybe they're player riders or rider players, I'm not too sure. Um, two riders per team on the pitch and a referee and off they go. So, so entertaining. And I tell you what, I'd definitely go again. Sadly, and I'm going to say sadly because it's been so, it was such a brilliant championship. Sadly, my final race of the championships was the elite women's road race where we hot-footed it from the cycle ball um, back to the finishing circuit where this podcast indeed began. Well, what a race that was. The elite women's road race has finished. Me and Jake have been running around. It's been a busy, busy day. We're just uh, watching some riders pass by at the moment. The race finished about 10 minutes ago. What a win by Lotta Kopecky. Um, the expected winner, I guess, but she still had to deliver. And a wonderful second place by her teammate, well, trade teammate, of course, Demi Vollering. And then Sile, um, Cecilia, a bit friend of the podcast, of course, there in third. Um, yeah, saw him coming across the line. Massively emotional scenes and a real... Well, it's just, again, it's, this, this whole Glasgow World Championship has been amazing. Really emotional. Um, the best of what cycling is all about. Um, me and Jake just made it, rode across from the cycle football this morning. But to see that win and the action-packed last couple of laps, Lizzie up there as well at the end was, uh, was absolutely brilliant. But the riders are so, so tired. It's been such a demanding course. Um, but uh, another rider just coming through from Venezuela, um, opting to ride to the shops instead. Um, now she's done a U-turn and now she's coming back in but no brilliant stuff I'm um, hoping to see one or two of the of the top riders actually um, coming through but um, yes absolutely fantastic race uh, the, some of the best racing I think we've seen we've enjoyed on this circuit we expect it to be an attritional race we expected certain riders to be at the front and Lotta Kopecky took the win um, but boy did she had to go deep everybody went deep again similar to the men's road race the, everybody that crossed the line um, and remember there weren't that many finishes in, in all of the races because the circuit was so hard were utterly spent but brilliant it really was and I think it's fair to say unbiasedly or is it a bit biasedly it was wonderful to see Cecile Utrecht Ludwig cross the line in third place to take a bronze medal and by, by the judging her facial expression on the podium um, almost as good as a win I think for her so a brilliant way to round out a wonderful championships but that was a course certainly to be remembered I did manage to speak to to one or two riders um, as they were filing back through the the mix zone back to their camper vans to get washed off and um, and the general consensus was that was absolutely brutal. There were just rueful smiles and shakes of the head from everybody. Um, but yeah, they certainly had to go deep. But what a way to wrap up the championships. And what a, what a victory, again, for Lotte Kopecky. She's having an incredible year. Um, we've still got a bit to go, of course. It's only August. Um, and also, when you think back, she's had these this amazing season, an amazing Tour de France fan, Avic Swift, but obviously she lost... When you think about the tragedy that unfurled, she lost her brother earlier in the season. It's even more remarkable. Um, but yeah, she's had a singular focus to win this title and now she's done it. Um, so what a year for her. 
Now, Demi Vollering came second after dueling, as I said, with Cecil Utrecht-Ludwig, who, um, yes, is indeed a friend of the pod. We'll have to get her on again soon as well. I did have a couple of conversations outside of the racing with her, and she, of course, is an utter delight, and uh, I think we're going to aim to get her on soon. Um, and maybe we, could bring, we should bring back Guess That Snack. What do you guys reckon? This podcast is supported by Hot Chili. What's Hot Chili, I hear you ask? Good question. So let's ask the internet. Hot Chili organises a variety of road and gravel cycling events in the UK and internationally, mm-hmm. catering for riders of all abilities. Hot Chili has the cycling community at the heart of everything they do, mm. and have a dedicated app for members to connect with each other. Wow, sounds great. But of course, I did already know that. Visit hotchili.com or download the Hot Chili app and join the friendliest, funnest cycling community on the planet. Hot Chili is spelled H-O-T-C-H-I-L-L-E-E and dot com is spelled full stop C-O-M. So, final thoughts. Um, I think it was a successful mega world, super worlds, whatever you want to call it. Um, logistically, it must have been an enormous headache. It was originally scheduled for nine days, ended up being 11 days, but... Without sounding cheesy, it was the it, the celebration of our sport that I think everybody wanted, and it was wonderful. When you when you look at look at cycling and how tribal it is, your BMX, your mountain biking, uh, your, your indoor sports, your road, your track, very very different. But also ultimately, everybody's on two wheels, and and to have all those sports coming together in a giant Venn diagram with that wonderful overlap of just celebrating cycling. I think, I think it's mega. There's been a few, one or two naysayers. I think there's always going to be that. Um, but ultimately and overwhelmingly, I think it was a success and, um, and put on a personal level and from hot chilies and, uh, and from Sigma sports perspective, I think it's an, an enormous chapeau, uh, to the fans at, at Glasgow. Um, and obviously the organisers for pulling something that must have been very, very difficult together. And, and Glasgow itself is a city I've been to in the past, but I was there for the best part of 11 days. Um, a real edgy city, but a beautiful city, a city of real contrast and a, a real remarkable sense of history there. But overwhelmingly, uh, I was made to feel very welcome. Um, smiling faces everywhere, interest in what was going on. And uh, collectively, um, they made this world the success that it was. So, yeah, having spent such a long time there. So the people of Glasgow will definitely miss. And next up for me, well, it was going to be a bit of a rest, but I'm actually commentating now um, for the next five days on the tour of Burgos. Straight after that, next Sunday, I'm going into the tour de Lavenir, and then I might have a little bit of rest. This podcast, as ever, was produced by Mr. Noel Gaffney on behalf of Hot Chili. And thanks to everybody who appeared on this podcast, especially Jake and Ewan, who I spent my, most of my days with making content for Zwift. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe and rate the pod. And want to recommend it to anybody who might be in Glen Tress and inadvertently found my muff for my microphone. Get in touch, please, because I'd love to get it back and will, of course, cover any postage costs. Cheers all, stay safe, and goodbye.